Hello, you're listening to Put On Your Positive Pants. I'm your host, Beth Wilson, and I'll be bringing you a slice of positivity every week. For this episode, I'm joined by author and former addict, Matt McCain. So here's your trigger warning that we do talk about addiction, rehab, and bipolar. But I hope you agree it's a really interesting episode. So welcome to the podcast, Matt. Hi. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm hanging in there. (laughs) Good, good to know. Um, So could you give our lovely listeners a little bit of an intro to yourself, please? Yeah, certainly. Uh, So my name is Matt McCain. Uh, I'm a 29-year-old author based out of New Hampshire. Um, I've been writing since as far back as I can remember. Um, I published my first book back in 2014. And as of today, I have about a dozen out so far. Great. Yeah, so I definitely keep busy. Um, I go from, I've written things from uh, horror to suspense to self-help and comedy. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of roam, I guess you could say. Nice. Publishers me because uh, they like authors to stay in one genre and I tend to roam a little bit. So, <laughs> but it's not bad. Sounds great. Um, and I'd like as well to put a, a link somewhere uh, in the show notes to your, to your books. That'd be great. So our listeners can, can check those out. I wanted uh, to first of all kind of say thank you for for coming on and and wanting to talk about something a little heavier you know I know um, that you've you've battled with addiction and that's something um, that you wanted to speak about and I just wanted to first commend you uh, for being really brave because that's something you know that is brave you know to to speak out and I'm sure you've helped a lot of people um, by speaking out so so could you tell me a little bit about your past please yeah, I um I've struggled with addiction for most of my adult life, to be honest. Um I was in rehab and AA before I was a senior in high school. So I really got a in-depth look of addiction very early on. Um some could like to assume that it's part of my childhood because of some of the things I went through and I was looking for an out and I guess to a certain degree that's true um but as far as the addiction goes it didn't really kick in until I was um probably in high school the beginning uh parts of high school because um you know I I didn't really like who I was at that point and I was pretty much ashamed and I think that issues that I had during my childhood kind of came back and I just needed a way to figure out how to deal with all that and I unfortunately found um I turned to uh, drugs and alcohol just to basically I think not just forget the past but also forget who I was Mm -hmm. and give this perception of becoming something else And that was really challenging, especially as I got older and especially after um, the first few trips to the emergency room because of uh, my drug overdoses and then having my stomach pumped. And um, eventually it led to me being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Right. Okay. And um, it was really challenging because 
you know, one day I'm being scorned for taking prescription medication, even though I, it wasn't prescribed to me. And then the next day I'm being told that I have to take prescription medication. And so finding that balance was really challenging. And um, it, unfortunately, I'd love to say that it was, you know, a one and done thing, but it, it took a little while. Hmm. And I think addiction, I think the best thing that helps it is really time. Yeah. Uh, I have a saying that I always say is that, you know, time takes everything and it's true. It takes away the good, but it also takes away the bad. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but you do eventually get there. Wow. I mean, what a story. Um, just for like a little bit of context for people in the UK, like how old is senior school? Uh, I was 17 when I was a senior. Right. Okay. Okay. Wow. I mean, thank you like so much for, for sharing that. And I think I'd like to speak a bit more about kind of what steps did you take to kind of overcome that, you know, kind of, was there, was there like a realization moment that you were like, you know, something's, something's got to change. Did you have that moment? I did. Um, unfortunately I don't remember too, too much of it because um, when I had that moment, uh, I was actually in the ER. I just had my stomach pumped and, um, it was basically like a, intervention with my family they all came in afterwards and I was still kind of I wasn't fully lucid but I remembered certain parts and it was basically the um yeah this is kind of the end of the line it's you know you figure out how to take care of yourself and work with us or you're going to um a mental hospital to try to have them deal with it because I didn't realize it at that point but the stress on them was just as profound on their end than it was for mine. And I think that last um, hospital visit was when I said, okay, this is, you know, I've reached the end of the road. There's, there's nothing more after this. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, yeah. Like you say, it's got to be kind of a really scary time for everyone around you. And, and I guess I wonder like, has that really changed the relationships you've got with people it has um, some relationships. It's changed for the better. Um, others, I think, were damaged and eventually fixed. But I think there are a few, to be honest, that just haven't recovered from that. Because yeah. when I was a senior in high school, um, unfortunately, being looked at as somebody who was known for doing drugs and um, stuff like that and being involved with those kind of people that have access to stuff like that meant that you were a bad person. Right. And, yeah. and when people found out that you, Oh, you know, you're doing drugs, then they thought that you were, you were basically labeled a druggie and nobody wanted to talk to you, help you speak with you. It's only really recently that I feel like the whole perception of substance abuse and drug addiction is a mental illness instead of just actually looked at as like a crime. Mm. And, you know, it's great to see that slowly transitioning. Yeah. It's been a slow transition. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? You know, with kind of misconceptions and sort of 
people's views and things you know it can can take such a long time but it's it's great that like you say that it is changing and I'm sure you know that was a really lonely time for you you know at, at that point if if people you know had labeled you as something that that you didn't feel like you were you know and and people not wanting to kind of be associated with you and, ev- and everything that must have been been yeah a really really lonely time yeah it, it was it was really tough to say the least was, I think this uh the first two years are probably the hardest mm-hmm. it, it took time for sure but um you know we got there eventually the yes kept yeah and that is what I want to speak to you about really um it's you have an incredible story and I was kind of hoping you know for the for the listeners have you got kind of because I was thinking about it that everyone has to overcome adversity in some way. And for some people it's addiction, but for other people, you know, thing, things are different. Your life is is on a different path. So I was thinking about, you know, have you got like three three or five, like kind of top top tips for people um, who might be overcoming something um, that if they're listening, you know, that might give them a little bit of hope and, and maybe something to try? Yeah, I think um, probably the biggest thing that I've learned, especially for myself, is having a creative outlook. I think that's the that can get anybody through addiction, whether it's writing, which I found that's what helped me the most was my passion for writing and just getting it all out. Um, painting also is a great way. Um, I know some people who, you know, went into music and did certain things like that. And it's weird because I feel like people who do struggle with addiction, they have this, you know, unique ability to have, they're like artistic in a way, because I don't think I've ever met somebody who has struggled with addiction and there's not something that they do that's a little different that they, um, they're very creative in certain areas. Like a lot of the people that I met during my, um, stints you know with rehab and then you know trying to um, meet other people and try to talk with them to see if I could get some more perspectives they're very creative people a lot of them draw a lot of them are huge into you know poetry and lyrics and stuff and so I think having that creative outlook really does help and I think it helps especially like at the beginning stages once you are trying to fix yourself because I always say that acknowledging and accepting are two very different things and you can't have the other and so accepting that you do have a problem and trying to fix yourself is really hard and Mm -hmm. so having that allows you to kind of get those emotions out and you know calm yourself and kind of keep that urge to you know um you know, get that fix and find a different way to do that is really important. And so I always encourage everybody to find that creative outlet. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as you find it. And it's probably the best thing that you could probably do for yourself. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And, and really interesting, actually, you know, that the people that you've come across kind of have some sort of talent. And, and it might be that, you know, they didn't even know it existed. Um, you know, like I've I've seen your paintings um, on Instagram. And did you, this is kind of like a side question, but um, were you 
interested in writing or painting bef- before your addiction or is it kind of after when you found this creative output? I think when it came to writing, I always had that passion for writing. I knew something was there. Um, but um, when I got, I call it sidetracked and I got, um, I was, you know, struggling with addiction and I managed to kind of steer myself back on track. That's when I really kind of embraced that love for writing. And I just focused everything on that. And I think that's what really powered me on. It wasn't until actually recently that I got started um, with painting. Um, Like everybody else with uh, COVID, you know, we were all like locked at home and stuff and writing and, you know, it's great to have a creative outlook, but I feel like when everybody was stuck at home for all those months, it could only get you so far. So I needed to figure something else to do. So that's when I got big into painting. And I felt that was just as important to writing now, because I feel like you really can express yourself mm. in different. So it's, it's always great to have one creative outlook, but if you can have several, it's even better because if one doesn't, you know, fully help you on that day, you can certainly turn to another one and hopefully it does it a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. You're lucky, you know, to have, to have more than one. That's great. Um, so yeah, tip number two, please. Uh, tip number two, I would say is uh, focus on yourself. I know that sounds a little selfish, but when it comes to um, trying to overcome addiction and stuff, you need to focus on yourself a little bit. Um, I think a great way to do that is exercising, you know, hit the gym, go in with really no expectations and, um, and just, you know, get some energy out. Uh, I use uh, the treadmill a lot. That's kind of my go-to thing, especially because it's so cold up here now. Um, you know, lifting weights is, is really good too. Um, I think, um, you know, just, just focusing on yourself. You don't have to necessarily, I think a lot of people assume that you go to the gym to get, you know, fit and stuff. And that's true, but you can also, I think it helps you mentally as well. You can get some of that energy out that you tend to get. And that usually works for me. I usually do it in the morning because I tend to have a lot of energy in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it, takes a little bit but you know once I get going I get going but I think focusing on yourself that way um, physically is just is really a good way to you know and it helps because when you're in the middle of addiction you're you have no confidence your confidence is not shattered it's not broken you just don't have any so focusing on yourself and trying to build yourself up physically can also help you mentally as well yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 important to be healthy as well. Um, and I guess even if you're not a gym sort of person, which I will put my hands up and say I am not, but you know, you might it might be going outside and you know, going for a hike or a walk or going for a run outside, you know, it's it's kind of that finding what works for you, but getting those endorphins, you know, pumping in your body really. Um, and obviously it's you know, it has health benefits as well, not just not just mental health, but but health as well. So, so yeah, good, good tip. What's your third? I think my third tip would be, um, well, my second tip was, uh, help, um, 
focus on yourself uh, physically. I would also say focus on yourself mentally as well. I think that's just as, if not probably even more important because um, with addiction, there are those days, especially early on where you're going to wake up and you're just going to be mentally just strange. You're not going to, you're going to be too tired. You're just not going to really want to do anything. And I think it is okay to have those days where you just kind of, I call them my veg out days where you just kind of relax. You, you don't have any stress. You just focus on yourself a little bit. Um, you know, head out, do something that you really like that helps, you know, keep yourself calm and relaxed. I think that's a big thing too. Yeah. If, if uh, your number two and your number three, both physically and mentally are able to blend together, that's like perfect because you get two one, which is great. But yeah, I think mentally is, is a really big deal too. You really have to kind of just, it's okay to focus on yourself sometimes. I know that where we live in a society where, you know, people say, you know, looking out for yourself is, is selfish, but there are those days where you need to be like, okay, just, I'm going to, I'm going to take a me day for one day. I think it's so important. And, and to be honest, I don't think it is selfish. I think, you know, you can't, you can't give people, you know, all of you, if you, if you're, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. Um, you know, and it's as simple as that really, isn't it? That, you know, you, you need to feel healthy and, and well in yourself or as well as you can feel um, to be able to like give to others and, and let's face it function, you know, as a human being, you need to have rest and water and food and, and all those kind of things, you know, to actually just, you know, on the base level, just be a functioning adult, really. Um, never mind, you know, being able to give more of yourself. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's really important. And, and yeah, I really don't think it is selfish. I think you do need to sometimes sometimes focus on yourself and, and people don't give enough time for it, I don't think. I always say hope starts at home. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. So if you want, if you'd like the listeners to take away just one thing um, from today, from the episode, what would it be? Hmm. I think um, the most important thing I would say that if they took away anything from this, it would be that sometimes it's okay to not be okay. You know, I feel like we live in this world where, you know, it's basically, you know, uh, like and then swipe and everything seems perfect and, you know, hunky-dory and stuff. And a lot of us know that the world isn't always like that. Um, it, there's days where, you know, it's a little bit darker than that. And so um, I guess I'm... I would say that it's okay to not be perfect all the time. You know, this expectation that I feel like all of us are like kind of pushed to have, you know, be like 100% every day um, tends to be too much. And so, you know, it's okay, you know, to admit that, look, you know, you have this or you have that, you know, I do that myself all the time. You know, I've been uh, clean and sober for, four years uh this past valentine's day thank you and even still i have those days where i wake up and i'm just like you know i'm just i'm not feeling it today but you know you 
So, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that might be like a sign of weakness, but it's not. I think being able to admit to yourself when you can tell that there's something up, mm-hmm. I think that takes a lot of um, self-discipline, especially. Yeah, and I think for me, that's that's strength. You know, it's it's not weakness. You know, being able to be that in tune with yourself that A, you can acknowledge it yourself, but B, you know, that you can do something about it. And it might be that you wake up, you're not really feeling it. We all have days like that. And you might just want to have, like you say, like a veg out day and that's absolutely fine. Um, you know, and you've, you've got to do kind of what, what works for you. I mean, I mean, obviously if you've got a, if you feel like that and you've got to be at work and stuff, that's a bit of a different story, but you know, you've got to find those things to, to pick yourself up. And like you say, it might be going to the gym, going for a walk, you know, find, find whatever works for you to make those, you know, darker times, that just that little bit brighter. And, and I'm so with you on it's okay to not be okay because we're human, you know, and emotions are a whole range of things. And, and every day is different, isn't it? You know, you can, can go to bed feeling absolutely fine and you can wake up not feeling so great. And, and that is just, and that's normal as well. I think, you know, it's, it's not just for people who, you know, I think there's a, a stigma around, you know, oh, that's just for kind of people with depression who don't want to get out of bed, but there's days when I don't want to particularly get out of bed, but you've, you've got to, you know, kind of force yourself and, and kind of think, you know, what am I, what am I grateful for? What, what have I got to get out of bed for, you know, and, and kind of focus on focus on those more positive things if you can I know I know some days it's definitely much harder uh, than others I, I started doing gratitude practice sort of in, at the start of lockdown in 2020 and you know some days I was like oh this is really hard you know I should be grateful for loads of things but I'm kind of not feeling it right now but I tell myself I can't get out of bed until I've thought of like three things and like valid things I actually feel, not just kind of making it up. Um, you know, oh, I'm grateful for this and, and not actually feeling it. I make sure that I kind of fully feel those things and then I, I let myself get out of bed. And some days I was like, I really just need to get out of bed because it's getting much later. <laughs> but but yeah, so um, so yeah, thank you for that. It is it is really important that message. You know, it's it's okay to not be okay because we we have those days and and that's fine um so we're actually at, towards the end now um and at the end of every episode i always give a recommendation sort of based on on the theme of the episode or my guest does um so i was wondering is there something that you would tell the listeners to go and check out so it could be like a youtube video a book a, a podcast kind of anything that's that you think might help someone if they if they need that little bit of hope um, and a little bit of help to to overcome adversity in their life. Yeah, um, I did back in 2018. I wrote a kind of a self help book um, okay. about struggles, and I always tell people that um, if they're interested in buying one, always reach out to me first because I always actually just give them out. I always make sure I sign them and get them because I don't feel like people should have to pay to get help. I feel like when they ask, they're coming to me and basically asking for help. So I'm always happy to give them a copy. Um, another thing I do is there's a YouTube channel called uh, State of Mind. Okay. And the person that runs it, his name is Maurice Bernard. 
He's an actor on General Hospital. And he was um, diagnosed with bipolar at a young age, too. And he always has guests on that have similar situations or they have family members. And uh, he asks a lot of really interesting questions and kind of isn't afraid to get in, like the, uh, the trenches and ask about it. So I usually listen to him um, throughout the week when he has a new episode on. I find his stuff really interesting. Oh, that's great and lovely about your book, by the way. That's that's really great. That's such a nice, nice thing to do. Um, I'll pop that um, state of mind and, and any links to kind of your website and things um, in in the show notes. Um, but yeah, we're we're here at the end. It's been it's been so lovely to meet you, and and it's just been been really great to to have someone who you know is happy to come on, you know, kind of and have a real honest. An open conversation so it's been it's been really great thank you so much you're very welcome thank you for having me beth thank you so much for listening remember to like rate and subscribe to put on your positive pants so even more people can access a weekly dose of positivity next week i'm joined by another special guest so watch this space until next time bye I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was great to meet Matt and for him to be so honest in our conversation. You can find his recommendation and where to find him online in the show notes, so give him a follow. If you'd like to be a guest on the pod, drop me a DM on Instagram at Positivity with Beth or email the Joy Series One, that's the number one, at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, rate and subscribe to put on your positive pants so even more people can access a weekly dose of positivity. Until next time, bye. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, rate and subscribe to put on your positive pants so even more people can access a weekly dose of positivity. Next week, I'm joined by another special guest, so watch this space. Until next time, bye!